Welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional this morning. Yesterday, we learned from Paul that we have been released from the law. And perhaps Paul's critics might have suggested that he was teaching that the law was in itself a bad thing or it was sinful. So in Romans chapter 7, verse 7 to 12, this is what he addressed, that the law is not a sinful or a bad thing. So we ask this question, is the law really sinful or a bad thing? No. Paul argued it here in Romans chapter 7, verse 7 to 12. Let me read the text this morning. What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet, if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. For I would not have known what it is to confess if the law had not said, you shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive and I died. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me and through it killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and righteous, and good. Well, as the critics might have thought that the law was sinful or a bad thing, Paul quickly answers his question about this by saying, by no means. So did Paul really teach that the law is sinful? Of course, he did not. Instead, the law is the way that God reveals to us that we are sinful. It shows us that we are transgressors and it shows us what sin is and it has revealed in our lives that we are really displacing or we are really sinful and we are rebellious before God. We have the propensity to commit sin in a very definite way. He used the example here of himself about covetousness. Covetousness is the deep desire for something or someone that belongs to another person. So Paul said, I'm aware of my problem about covetousness. How do, you know, how do Paul know about this sin of covetousness? It's because it is revealed in the law of Moses. He quoted here Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, or the eternal of chapter 5, verse 21 that you shall not covet as part of the, as one of the Ten Commandments. Sadly, the very existence of restrictions do provoke us sometimes to want to cross that line, does it not? As the saying goes, curiosity killed the cat. You know, we know this kind of corruption and depravity of a person if we are dealing with toddlers, when you tell a toddler, don't touch the iron because it's hot, he will touch it. Why? Because he's very curious. That's just the natural propensity of a person to just be curious, to cross what is forbidden. In that sense, the mere existence of the law is something our sinful nature will use to encourage us to sin. So that's why... Paul, when he knew the Lord about covetousness, he said that I covet more. Remember, this kind of 
problem is stated in Proverbs 22, verse 15, that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. No one will teach his child to lie, to do such wicked things. No, but no parent would, would tell and encourage his children to do what is sinful, but the child will do it because he has the propensity to do foolishness. And the Bible tells us through Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 and 10, that our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. So this, take note of this problem. We have this propensity to violate the law. Um, so our knowledge of the law will continue to haunt us, because, haunt us because we cannot fulfill it. Moreover, another thing that Paul revealed here is God's law shines as a spotlight into our hearts that allows us to discover the existence of sins we did not even know about before. So we are oblivious sometimes to sin, but just like the light, the law will reveal to us that we are sinful. These sins have always existed there in the crevices of our hearts. And we don't know that these are sins until we know the law. Just like Paul, Paul was not aware about his sinfulness. He was a persecutor. He was religious. Regarding the law, he was blameless. Regarding the religion that he embraced at the time, he thought that he was blameless. But during the time that he met the Lord Jesus Christ, he realized that he was that sinful and he repented of his sins and believed on the Lord, on the Lord Jesus Christ. He describes himself as someone who once lived with no awareness of the law. That's what verse 8 tells us. And notedly, Paul doesn't suggest by this that he was without sin. He seems to be talking about here his own awareness or his perspective. As I said, he thought that he was blameless until he learned the law. The law should pull that he was a sinner and not a righteous person. Just like when a person will go to the doctor, he feels that he's okay until the, that the doctor will pronounce the diagnosis that he, he knows and he will know that he has a lot of sicknesses and disease. Many have the wrong notion that the purpose of the law is to show human beings how to live in order to be righteous before God. Is this your belief before? You think that, oh, if I only follow the law, I will become righteous before the Lord. So they claim that if we'll just keep the commandments, God will give us life. Now, I met people who claim that I have to follow the commandment in, commandments of God, the Ten Commandments particularly, in order to earn merit in heaven. But if I ask them, or when I ask them to recite the Ten Commandments, they cannot even remember one or two. So it's not achievable. It's not doable. Why? Because nobody can keep the law. The Bible tells us that there's no one that is good. No, not one. There's not, not one that seeks after God. So the argument then is, is it good to be ignorant of the law? Is it good to live without knowing the law? No, of course. Of course not. 
Why? Because if you are ignorant of the law, this ignorance will deceive us that we act according to our own desires and we think that we are okay when we are not okay. We are deceived to acting to our own desires that our own desires is better than obeying God. Just like the serpent when he tempted Eve in the garden, he said to Eve, God is not good or you will not surely die. In that case, she was really deceived. She was really led astray. The law was a great gift from God to the people of Israel. It was, in fact, one of the greatest, if not the greatest gifts that God has given to the nation of Israel. Because in it, God revealed his heart and his standards for right living. So Paul argued that he is not despising, not condemning the law. Instead, he has pointed the greatest benefit that God has given us by giving the law. Because the law shows us that we can never keep the law. And the good thing about realizing that we can never keep the law is that we become desperate. And that desperation will prompt us to go to Jesus in order to believe on Jesus and receive the free gift of salvation. If not for the law, there's no knowledge of sin. If you don't know that you are sinful, you will not be desperate about how sinful you are. You will not be broken. You will not be repentant. So thank God for the law that exposes us of our desperate need of Jesus. So how is your attitude towards the law? If you know that you're a sinful person because you cannot fulfill the law, you cannot keep the law. It's just like the mirror saying to you or exposing to you that you are a dirty person, you are a dirty person. You need to find water to wash your face. And that water is Jesus. You have to go to Jesus. You cannot wash your face with a mirror, can you? But the mirror will tell you where to go, where you can find water, or you, that you need water, that you need somebody to save, to, to, to clean, or you need water to clean your face. And that's the law. The law will lead us to the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that you humble yourself. Each one of us will humble ourselves, that we'll be broken. We'll mourn for sin so that we will go to Jesus and beg for Jesus' salvation. And Jesus, of course, will grant us freely his salvation. I pray that God will prompt you to do this if you have not done this yet, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior today. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you that you have given us the law, Lord. Thank you that we know that we are guilty. We know that we are sinful people. Thank you, Lord, that most of us, when we realize how sinful we are, we became so sad, broken, and we repented of our sins so that we begged and we went to Jesus to find grace of salvation. And thank you, Lord, for saving us wonderfully. And I pray to Father that it will be more and that you are going to 
convict their hearts, Lord, that they will see their need of Jesus and be saved wonderfully. Lord, some of them are our friends, members of our families. I pray to Father that salvation will, will they experience, Lord, as we have experienced. And I know, Lord, that this is your will for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.